0: Thank you for tuning into What's the Wi Fi Password, a place where we have discussions about topics and issues that are relevant to the teens in our generation and how to point them towards the gospel. If you have any questions or would like to learn more about this podcast, please email Joshua Shively at Joshuas at Calvary.com. Hey,
1: everybody, and welcome to another episode of an encouraging podcast, probably the most encouraging podcast that I know about. Uh, it's called What's the Wi-Fi Password? And you know what? We are just so blessed that you are listening and tuning in uh, through this season of life. And so my name is Joshua, you guys. I'm sure many of you know me. If you don't, I'm the youth pastor at Calvary Monterey. Uh, and then who are these two people that I'm Skyping with right now? What are your guys' names?
2: Hi, everyone. My name is Tate Dozler. Uh, most of you guys know me. It's good to be here with you again. Happy Monday, a new week.
3: Hey, everyone, this is Andy. Uh, You all hopefully know me by now, unless you're a new listener, in which case, welcome to our podcast and happy Monday. Sorry, I froze there for a
1: minute. We're on on Skype, so it's always a little funky how this thing works out. But yeah, you guys, um, so we are a ministry, kind of youth ministry-based podcast where we just want to encourage you through this shelter in place and this COVID-19 uncertain time. uh, We were kind of pumping out these podcasts once a week or once every other week, but since shelter in place over Monterey County, we've been pumping this thing out uh, five days a week and uh, it's becoming a pretty solid routine in my life and I'm encouraged by it. I've been, I've been liking it. Um, I like to look forward to three o'clock when we record uh, the the podcast and I don't know you guys enjoying it or is it becoming a burden to you guys?
2: No, I definitely look forward to talking to you guys and hanging out, and it's always a good, um, I don't know, like, gets you through the afternoon kind of hump sometimes that you feel, so I enjoy recording and interacting with all the students and the challenges and everything, so I've had a lot of fun.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely, I love it. This is, like, the most normal part of my day most of the time, being able to talk with uh, you, Josh, and Tate, Um, being able to connect is so... Good having like conversations before and after the podcast and of course recording the podcast. Uh if there's days when my roommate Austin is gone, you know, I'm all alone at home and start talking to my dog a lot. So being together with people, even though it's through Skype, is such a such a joy.
1: Andy's dog is basically a geriatric type. Like I don't even know what it is, but it's something.
3: Yeah, it is. Twix is a strange creature. I don't know what words you can say to describe him.
1: Gotcha. So we're basically, Andy's like saving sanity, grace through this season, um, which is funny to hear because he's like the most introverted person I know. Uh, but, you know, it, it's the way it all rolls out. So, you know, guys, um, this week, so it is, it is April uh, six, Monday, April six, And so we are looking forward to this kind of holy week. Um, And looking forward to Easter uh, and uh, our, you know, our Good Friday and then our Resurrection Sunday, our Easter Sunday. And I don't know, this is the first time in my life that I can remember, or at least since I became a Christian when I was a teenager, where I didn't gather together with other believers for this week and for Good Friday and for Easter. Um, And this is just going to be so new for, heck, even our country, um, for our world where most congregations aren't going to be able to gather together to celebrate what Jesus did on that cross and through resurrection. And so a lot of our challenges this week and a lot of our podcasts this week are going to kind of center around that. Um, I don't know how you guys feeling with not being able to get together, not be able to congregate together this week. Are you guys doing okay with that? Or have you really had time to think about that?
2: Yeah. I mean, I've been thinking about maybe not like this whole week ahead, but definitely like on Sunday, um, not being able to watch kids do an Easter egg hunt. I think that's going to be like, compl- I, I don't even remember the last time I've missed that. And, um, you know, I don't have family here. I don't live with anybody right now. So I definitely am pretty sad about it. I'm trying to think through ways that I, maybe I can make Easter special and still spend that family time celebrating. Because to me, it's just such like a celebration. And I still want to make that happen this week and I really want this week to feel like it should like I want to have like times and moments where I'm really remembering what Jesus has done what he saved me from what he did on the cross to not just save me but millions of millions of people and and the reason why I even like do ministry and a part of a church and everything so like this is like to me more like the best week even better than Christmas, as far as like our faith goes, just because we really get to reflect on why we have faith and why we believe and what makes Christianity so different than other religions. So I definitely am going to miss celebrating as one big family. Um, I so enjoyed going to the state fairgrounds like last year. Um, but I I think God has something for me this week and so I'm expecting and anticipating some like great time with him and intimate time with him. I know that's like kind of a weird word to use, but I really think he has something for just me and so I'm gonna be like you know trying to keep this week like you know what it's called holy and set aside real time intentional time to go through um, just the days that Jesus lived leading up to him dying on the cross and then his resurrection. So that's where I'm at. So
3: yeah, absolutely. It. Yeah. You know, I don't know if it's really like hit me yet that we're not gathering on Easter Sunday or Good Friday. Um Like, I know that that's the case, but I feel like probably Friday is when it will be like, Oh, today's not the way today would normally be. Um, But at the same time, I don't know if I've accepted just like the state of the world right now or or grown numb to it. Like, I don't know which one's more true, where it's kind of just like Easter is kind of another thing that's been changed. Um, So, yeah, I I totally want to borrow from Tate's mindset, though, and, and continue to make this a holy week and continue to... Uh, prioritize Christ more than I normally would during the week um, so yeah I'll definitely be looking for some good ways to do that mm. that's good that's good
1: yeah my wife and I we, we got some ideas for our kids and just the way that we're going to try to make this you know of course like do a big breakfast slash lunch and gather together and worship together but then even like do some you know some type of like scavenger type Easter egg hunt you know Um but yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be different. It's going to be different. And so, um, you know, just because of the sense of the week, um, we're actually going to read here from Matthew chapter 21, and then we're going to kind of talk about the challenges from that. And that's really what our week is going to consist of is just reading through that, that kind of holy week before the cross, before Jesus went to the cross and what he, the things that he did and the things that he said from um, basically the entering of Jerusalem um, in chapter 21 of Matthew. And so, um, yeah, I think that's just a good, a good start and a good, good kind of beginning to this week. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just going to read it. And so if you got a Bible, go and turn to Matthew chapter 21 and kind of follow along. Uh, but this is where our challenges are going to come from this week. And so, or kind of the start of it, I should say. So starting in verse six of Matthew 21, it says the disciples went and did as Jesus had d- directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt Uh, and put on them their cloaks, and he sat on them. Most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went before him, that followed him, were shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up, saying, Who is this? And the crowd said, This is the prophet Jesus, the Nazareth. and the children crying out in the temple, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant. And they said to him, do you hear what they are saying? And Jesus said to them, yes, have you never read out of the mouth of infants and nursing babes you have prepared praise? And leaving them, he went out of the city of Bethany and lodged there. Verse 18 says, in the morning, as he was turning, returning to the city, he became hungry. And seeing a fig tree by the wayside, he went to it and found nothing on it, but only leaves. And he said to it, may no fruit ever come from you again. And the fig tree withered at once. When the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, how did the fig tree wither at once? And Jesus answered them, truly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what what has been done to the fig tree, but even if you say to the mountain, be taken up and thrown in the sea, it it will happen. And whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. Um, and so what we see here, guys, is is kind of the start of the Holy Week as Jesus enters back into Jerusalem, knowing that this is kind of the act um, that's going to kind of enter to the cross. This is kind of the, the steps he's taking towards the cross. And, and as he enters the temple or as he enters the, the city of Jerusalem, um, the people are crying out Hosanna. They're crying out, Lord, they're crying out, come save, save now. And, and they're laying out palm branches. This is where we get Palm Sunday from. And, they're laying up their cloaks, and he enters on this colt that has never been ridden before, which is a fulfillment of the prophecy. And, and so as he enters into the temple, which that's what they expected him to do was entering the temple and to be their Messiah. He doesn't do what they expected, but he starts turning over tables. And he starts, he starts kind of like throwing this righteous anger um, towards, towards these people that were manipulating and these people that were taking advantage of what, what God's kingdom should have been. And he had done this several years earlier. And it's almost like he came back to see if there was anybody that anything that changed. And yet really, and the, the fact was that Jesus came back to this, to a temple doing the same thing. And yet basically saying like, this should be a house of prayer, but yet you've made it this house of robbers. And we're going to see Jesus continue to take these steps through this week that just push the Pharisees and push the Sadducees to the place of like, he literally is, is throwing their, their kingdom, their worldly kingdom upside down to show what a a godly kingdom should be. And it it leads to the cross. It really does. So, so, uh, yeah, guys, how does that hit you? You got any words to say about that?
3: My uh, immediate thought when I heard you reading through that was the picture that Paul shares in Ephesians chapter 2 when he says to all Christians that we are being built together as a temple for God um and we see in first corinthians 6 that he calls us a temple of the holy spirit and i think of that image of jesus going to the temple and saying that this place should be a place of prayer not a place of robbery or thievery or exploitation but of prayer and uh, i would just want to encourage everyone that that temple that jesus went to today that's you today that's us we are temples of God, temples of the Holy Spirit, meaning we have complete access to God, meaning that we can seek him and go to him, whether we have a church building to go to, we are still able to access God fully. And so I'll just encourage you of the same warnings that Jesus gave of let your body, let your mind, let your soul be a place of prayer during this week not a place of whatever robbers are trying to get in and uh, whatever uh, merchants are trying to sell into your mind and heart, but let your heart be a place of prayer during this week.
2: Mm. Yeah, amen. (laughs) I love that, Andy. I love thinking about God indwelling in us because we are the temple now. And just that, Man, I think, you know, if anything, these last two weeks of sheltering in have really made me think about my body more, I think, because now, like, there's no excuse to not take care of it, right? There's, like, no distractions in my way of working out, and I'm choosing what I'm eating, and I'm forced to cook at home, and I think, um, you know, that's, like, the very physical (laughs) temple of ourselves, but then there's also, like, the spiritual part of it, too, where, I've also like had to just be disciplined in spending time with the Lord and choosing to be with the Lord when I could sleep in longer because there's no reason not to. I won't even be late for work you know um there's no reason to uh or I could no one's stopping me from like watching six episodes on Netflix or whatever it is, but taking that time and really treating my body, my soul as the temple that quite that Christ is dwelling in right now and making it um, a holy place making like not letting people come and defile it not letting myself defile it and um, k- keeping hypocrisy out of my heart and actually like living out my faith and loving people well and yeah I just think man there's so much to reflect on here and thinking about that and um, also I think you know a lot of times we judge the people who like, we say, or a lot of times the people who were celebrating Jesus on this Palm Sunday are like foreshadowed into being the people who will then condemn him on the cross like on the way when he has to carry his cross up the hill but um from what I understand and what I remember in Bible college, it's actually two different crowds of people, and I just want to be like this crowd on Palm Sunday that is just praising the Lord and thankful and recognizing who their Lord and savior is. And I don't want to forget that about God. So, um, yeah.
1: That's good. That's good guys. So, yeah. So just to kind of, kind of follow with that, um, section of scripture and just kind of what we just said, wanting to be those that called out Hosanna wanting to be those that looked at Jesus and still look at Jesus as our savior and our Lord and our Messiah. Um, what are some steps and really looking at this week, what are some challenges that these kids can do, um, our listeners can do to help remember this and to keep kind of this week holy for what it should be as we
3: look to the cross and the resurrection.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, go for it, Andy.
3: Okay. Yeah. I was just going to say it. I think step number one is we're going to be repeating these each weekday this week, but, spend time in the word around this Holy week. Um, a great place to go for that is Matthew 22, where Joshua just read a piece of it right now. Um, and then also as the week goes on moving into like John 13 through 17, uh, and seeing the last night of Jesus with the apostles. But I'll give you the challenge right now to read Matthew chapter 22 and see, uh, everything that happens basically on sunday and monday as jesus enters into jerusalem
2: yeah Yeah, i agree you can also you can also like look up um if you type in holy week in google you can read all four places in the gospel where it is and that might it's kind of cool to do that to see how the different um authors wrote about the days leading up to jesus on the cross um I know you can find it in Mark chapter 11, verses 1 through 11, too. So if you want to read that part. But yeah, I, I encourage you to go and journal and really like write down um, some thoughts and prayers and just pour your heart out to God in the written form. Uh, I can't tell you guys how powerful that is. There's been so many times in my life where I'll go back and read something and just be in awe of what the Lord spoke to me and what he told me and seeing prayers answered and that sort of thing. So I really encourage you to take the time to write it down this week and spend some time journaling.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And um, along with that, you guys go spend some solo time, you know, go ponder, go, go meditate on the things that you're reading. Um, you know, pray, ask God, like, why did you turn over the temples like that? Why did you? Um, act that way? Why did you say that thing? Why did you, you know, like tell that fig tree that it wasn't, it wasn't going to bear fruit anymore. Um, and as you look to scripture, as you journal, like look for the Lord's answers in those things uh, so that you can, in a in a huge way, like grow and mature through this season. Uh, because this really is a week that we should be remembering and meditating on what Jesus did and who he is. I mean, we call ourselves Christians and that term Christian is Christ-like or we're, in a sense, these little Jesuses running around trying to be like him. Um, and so really, you're going to get their greatest you know, impact from that as you look to him in the Gospels and you look to the things that he said and the way that he acted in his character through that. And so, yeah, our challenges this week, and specifically as you just listen to this on Monday, is that you continue to read that scripture. You read over what I just read. You read in the chapter 22, um, some of the, the, the suggestions that Tate gave. Um, you then journal over it and then you go spend some solo time. It's in a sense, like God is always with you guys. Like if you call yourself a Christian, you have the Holy spirit living in you, as Andy said, and Tate talked about, we are the temple. Now you have the spirit of God living in you. God is always with you, but like, we're the ones that are everywhere else. You know, as our minds, um, just kind of ponder everywhere else to go and just meditate and just say, okay, God, you're here. Help me be here too. Um, and so I just want to encourage you in that. Uh, and so, you know, we're going to try to emulate that this week as we walk into this next week. Like Tate said, she really, um, she really is just seeking the Lord that the Lord has something for her this week. I just want to, in my own self, um, you know, emulate that for my kids and my wife as I, I lead and pastor my family um, through this time. And, and uh, you know, I, I know Andy will will pastor Twix really well as he uh, announces <laughs> and as he just emulates that for you middle schoolers too um but that's just where we're at guys so uh anyway i think our time's closing in and so uh you know tate do you got anything to add or andy you guys anything to say
2: no uh i'm excited about this week and hopping on here and going through the holy week with you guys i do have a question though because i don't want to end on a i want to end on a happy note so my question for you guys is unless andy did you have one did you come with one okay okay cool so what is, it wasn't like I just read Andy's brain also, like I can see him on a screen. So just let you guys know. My question is, what is your favorite Disney fairy tale? Which one's your favorite and why? Andy, do you want to go first?
3: Do we have to go strictly off the like Disney movie adaptation or are we using like source material?
2: No, yeah, you can, whatever you, you got Come at me. <laughs>
3: Okay, I, lo- I love Alice in Wonderland, um, especially I like Through the Looking Glass a lot, um, the sequel to it by Lewis Carroll, um, yeah. just fun stories. It's so like whimsical and outrageous, um, which is two things that I really like. Um, if you haven't read uh, Through the Looking Glass before, then I totally recommend it somewhere pretty early in the book is a poem called The Jabberwock, and it is one of the best poems ever because it makes absolutely no sense.
2: That's awesome. I think mine would have to be um, Peter Pan. I just love Peter Pan and The Story of the Lost Boys, and I like the book, and then I also like the Disney movie. Two very different uh, stories, but I really like both of them, so yeah. Joshua?
1: Yeah, I would, it's funny, Andy, when you said, can we go like extra sources? You know, I was thinking, man, is he going to go like Hans Christian Andersen, where like the little mermaid, like, you know, sews, has to sew her, you know, legs together. And then like every step she takes is like walking on glass and things like that. Like, and then I think it's, is it Rapunzel? She has the feet. Or no, no, Snow White. No, no, sleeping. Wait, no, it's, which one is it with the glass? Cinderella, right? Like, yeah, Cinderella. Can, like, steel, like, hot holes in her like feet or something like that it's nuts man like like disney is just like beautified like some pretty horrific stories um but uh i would have to say if i if we're just going disney here just going disney um for whatever reason i love the little mermaid i don't know why but i know every <laughs> song by heart and like it just i love the ride at Dis- at you know california adventure disneyland Ariel's grotto um i don't know why but i break into like <laughs> part of your world, probably at least once a week. So um, yeah, Little Mermaid.
2: Nice. Yeah, well
1: cool. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Tate, thanks for asking a funny question. It's good stuff. You know, your youth leaders a little bit more. Now, Tate, would you be Peter Pan or would you be Wendy?
2: Oh no, I'd for sure be Wendy. I'd be Wendy or I would be one of the mermaids in uh Neverland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I, was like, I had to ask, like, what's your is your favorite character Peter Pan, Hook? Like, <laughs> when, like who's your character, you know? So Yeah,
3: yeah. You know, I was actually in Peter Pan as a play, my junior year of high school. And I played uh, actually two characters, because there's the Lost Boys who are twins. And me and a friend of mine were the twins, but then he dropped out of the play. And so I became both twins and we just said it was one person instead of two people. (laughs) That's cool. That works.
1: All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening to another podcast. Um, We hopefully encouraged you and uplifted your heart through the season. And uh, please tune in the rest of this week. Share us with some of your friends out there. Give us a review. Give us a thumbs up. Um, Five star, one star. I don't care. Uh, Just tell us that you love us. or You hate us. Tell us something. Uh, as we go on this season, guys. But we love you. We care about you. Um, Wash your hands, guys.
0: Calvary Monterey's youth ministries meet on Tuesday nights at 6.30 p.m. at Calvary Monterey. Both middle school and high school students are welcome. Come on out. You belong here. And I promise, we don't bite.